What's up, State Champs Nation? You know what time it is. It's time for the football forecast. This is the high school football preview show here in the state of Michigan. My name is Lauren Plant, joined as always by Matt Mowry, Scott Bernstein, and of course, Sean Belisian. What's up, gentlemen? Not much. Not much. No Great to be here. Let's get this weekend going, huh? Yeah, that's Love right. Man, we're not even in September yet. We've I know. One week under the belt. We're going into the second week, and it's kind of, you know, it's show me time now. Absolutely. Yeah. we got a great podcast for you. Again, you can watch this on our website, on our YouTube page, Facebook, Twitter. You can also, of course, hear it on all the audio platforms, including. Uh, you know, SoundCloud, whatever it is that uh, that you love. And uh, again, please interact with us. You can send us emails. Go to our contact page at statechampsnetwork.com if you want to, us to talk about a particular topic or a team or preview something. But what we do here on our Thursday show is we want to give you a preview of what to look forward to as far as the weekend, what we are kind of thinking about, what we'll be covering and talking about on State Champs TV as well as other platforms. Uh, we also want to talk about our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race because we do have a change and uh, we're going to have Alan True come in at the end and we're going to uh, do a recruit report and talk about some of the guys and what's going on as far as their recruitment and uh, what is happening. So uh, I do want to mention our sponsors real quick. Uh, we're presented by Lawrence Technological University. First game in 70 years. First game ever played in Southfield in terms of college football will be this Saturday. That is September 1st in the afternoon. I think it's a one o'clock kick against the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. So we're excited about that. And there are several local kids on that team, including uh, uh, Kolka, I think it's Tyler Kolka, who was the quarterback at Chip Valley a few years back, if you remember him, uh, and uh, other players as well. They got a lot from a lot from out of state, a lot of Florida kids actually on this team right now, and that was because, again, when he came in, you know, doesn't have the roots in recruiting here in Nothing Michigan. Nothing wrong with building a pipeline oh, yeah. in Florida. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So he, a lot of Florida exactly. Kids so uh, we're expecting big things. All right, the MHSAA is also a big sponsor of the podcast, and Hungry Howie. Uh, thank you so much to them. Go to mhsa.com and uh, if you if you need a fundraiser, go to Hungry Howie's. Go to doughraiser.com. That's a website. Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, easiest thing you can do. Uh, paper, you just sell paper certificates for pizza. You can raise a lot of dough, as it says. Uh, all right. What I want to do is first let you know that at our website, which is it's completely redesigned. Uh, we're incorporating our Indiana and Michigan there, but uh, you can, of course, filter out if you just want either state. Uh, Matt Mallory has got his top 25 rankings up there, so they're there. Uh, he's got little capsules connected to it, so consume it that way and uh, let us know what you think. There is, of course, a comment section at the end. I'm sure we'll get some uh, as, as people uh, <laughs> yeah, as people start uh, checking it out. But uh, I thought it was well done. And, uh, in fact, uh, I know that Belleville is going to be happy they're not number one. Yeah, because yeah. They don't want to be number one until no. uh, so we drop them to number two. But let's start with Lakeland and Warmont. These are two teams uh, coming up this, uh, I think it's Thursday. Thursday that are uh, both 1-0. Lakeland crushed Wall Lake Central 45 to nothing. who's still on the men's still trying to come back. It's been a while uh, since Central's played some significant football and uh, boy, Waterford Mott just hammered Milford 41-0. In fact, I uh, have a friend who uh, has her daughter in the band from Milford. She's like, it's 35-0 here in the second quarter. This is they really pull, They pulled bad. their starters in the second half. And, yeah. Uh, 
you know, these are two of the, the top teams in the LVC, and uh, Waterford Mott won the LVC last year, shared it with Wild Lake Western. Um, Lakeland had a really uh, kind of came out of nowhere last year yeah. to, to go 7-2, uh, and two. and uh, you know, they were picked in the preseason poll, uh, the preseason coaches poll, the LVC, Lakeland was picked uh, as a co-favorite with Wild Lake Western. Waterford Mott was second, and uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be a great game, and it's at Mott, and, and Chris Farr, a lot of controversy around him uh, since he's got there. You know, love him or hate him, there's there's no disputing that he has injected a life and energy and excitement into football at Mott in a program that really had not much of a history, and you go there on a Friday night, and it's buzzing. Oh, okay. there's no doubt. And uh, There was a lot of controversy, you know, regarding this or that. But I'll tell you what, he has made a statement. And the one thing I do respect about what he's doing is he's all about Mott. You know, and he p- pounds his fit. He is unapologetic for it. And again, I think that for that community, uh, they really love it. They've embraced they, him. They, they've wanted a football identity for a long time. And, and when you're in a city as small as Waterford that has two public high schools, uh, it, it's going to be hard to kind of just, you know, really stake your claim. They've done that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and I saw that Lakeland team play yeah. against w- Wald Lake Central. And yeah, you did. It, it was hard to tell what exactly you were getting because they had three short fields in the first three minutes of the game. I mean, they were up 21 nothing before Central had run their fifth play from scrimmage. They recovered an onside kick. They, you know, got a muffed kickoff. They get, you know, So it, it was really hard to tell. And then they started, you know, putting stuff on tape, as you do if you're a coach. And they were running swinging gate. They were running wildcat and just kind of experimenting right, a little bit right and you know their their big back dakota meyer who had uh three touchdowns and 160 yards ish uh one carry in the second half so it was a similar situation to mott where you're not really certain what you have from these teams because the games were so lopsided in the first game but yeah it's it's going to be a dogfight, and i think both teams are ready for that and yeah and, and i will say sean too you know it's kind of nice now that uh, you know that the kla was so spread out so yep. big and these guys you know it was kind of hard for them to develop rivalries in a way sure. i don't even know if we had mott playing lakeland all that too often and they're not that far apart right. so uh the fact now you've got like you said the LVC, the Lakes Valley Conference, they're all right there. And kind of like the Down River League, in a way, yep. you've got all these communities now each year battling for bragging rights. Well, and, and it's great because I think this is a good measuring stick for both. Because as both these guys said, there's nothing good that can come from those first week of games from perception. Because, you, I mean, you know the routine. Uh, if you win big like they both did, well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. If you have a close game, then people go, ooh, what's yeah. going on with sure. fill in the blank? Sure. And if you lose, well, then the, the sky, sky is, falling. is falling. So this is going to be a good measuring stick for both of these teams. You know, Absolutely. Lakeland had, uh, you mentioned Dakota Myers, and you got Robbie Tracy. You have a you know a hustle and flow backfield there that uh, both went over 1,000 yards last year. So, you know, the the, the running the rushing attack is going to be formidable. you got a head coach and, and Joe Woodruff, who's really um, one of these guys that me you don't here praised as much as you probably should. This is a guy that's won everywhere he's been, whether we're talking Michigan, he's been to Florida, he's been to North Carolina. I know he just came back, uh, this is his fourth year now at Lakeland. He's got this, uh, you know, this is his, the, the, the senior class now started with him as freshman and, you know, really trying to come into their own right now. So uh, that's exciting. You move over to the Mott side and you just got playmakers all over the ball. 
or sorry, all over the field. Yeah. Um, guys like uh, uh, Kobe Myers that came over from Wild Lake Western. He's got an Iowa offer. Um, he's a playmaker. Marcus Guerrero, one of the most underrated running backs in, in Metro Detroit. He had a big game um, uh, against Milford. On the uh, other side of the ball, defensively, Luciano uh, Padini is a great linebacker and uh, an emotional leader for that defense. One so. of the greatest names in high school football. <laughs> easily. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. I'll be there. Uh, tomorrow, Sweet. so uh, uh, you know, for Waterford Mott, it's getting a little vengeance for last year because the only reason they weren't outright champions was because they awesome. slipped against Lakeland, but they beat Wild Lake Western, who they shared the title with. Last right year. on. All right, our main event this week is going to be a Thursday matchup in Belleville. And so, again, we have put Belleville at number two, which they are very happy that we have done. Uh, Jermaine Crowell has uh, insisted he does not want to be number one. Uh, they had to have a comeback win to beat Brighton. Uh, but again, we talked about the fact that they are now in a, in a, in a conference, speaking of conferences, that they're going to play tough games. Well, they've got another one this week. they and, got a target uh, on their back like no they question. haven't had in a long time yep. since maybe right. the, the Gold Brothers were, were yep. wearing the, the Belleville uniform back in the 90s before they went to Michigan and then Ian went on to the NFL. I think a lot of the teams out there heard some of the rumblings that Belleville was going to come in and they were going to be the new sheriff in town. And I think they took it personal. Oh, I don't certainly. think there's any question about that. So uh, Churchill's a darn good team. They had a darn good win. This will be a good measuring stick for Churchill. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure they're not looking at it that way. But for maybe getting the brand out there and saying, hey, long gone are the days of us not winning football games. Sure. We're a totally different program now for 20-plus years. This is going to be a good measuring. Oh, stick. and you can't come off any higher than beating Canton in Canton. No question. At, in week one. Right. And if you want to look at the balance of that conference, if people want to say, you know, with the newcomers Belleville and Fortson, Dearborn, and yeah. nine Dearborn team too. Last, yeah, and Dearborn, yeah. that it, that it's in the East, and you know, Canton has always been. That margin at Canton's now in the West, but that margin between the East and the West, mm-hmm. even though you know you have the power teams in the East, not very big. I mean, a Howell team put a pretty good challenge into Dearborn Fortson at the big house and you know Brighton and can't it's all right down the list I mean yeah. these are going to be dog fights in yeah. this conference and it, all, the new coaches know that and they they love yeah. the fact that they're going to be in for a dog fight every every single week because it's going to test them yeah and you know Scott it that's that's the best recipe for Belleville because they're looking beyond right yeah. uh, they had a great postseason last year but if they're tested all year long they're going to be ready for the playoff run right. Yeah, and last year, you know, they had a great regular season and then just, you know, couldn't put it all together in the playoffs. I think they lost in the district final. Um, And, you know, this is the year that it's got to all come together because with the kind of talent they have up and down that roster, you know, can go up against anyone in the state, maybe anyone in the Midwest right now um, in terms of, uh, you know, college recruiting. And uh, they got a a really nice quarterback in in Christian Dewey Reed. And uh, then, you know, just take a name out of a hat and you, you, you got a blue chipper so yes absolutely so yeah big up front they've got great great speed on the outside and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that one plays out that's our main event which you'll be able to watch on state champs 9 a.m sunday on fox sports detroit let's move on let's go to uh the game that's going to be at birmingham groves number six oak park going to groves uh obviously groves gave west bloomfield all they can handle like brighton did to belleville uh oak park had a really nice win uh against utica eisenhower uh at the pkc on thursday and again uh a team that uh you know i would say 
you know, probably look back at tape and said, all right, we got some things we need to work on, but we also have some things that we do really well, and it starts uh, with the big man under center. Yeah, I think Groves uh, is going to test Oak Park more than Ike did. Um, I think they've got, obviously, on the sidelines, you got Brendan Flaherty, who's yeah. done an outstanding job of, really has, of, of building that program over the last 20 years. Uh, you got... Khalil Dossie, who is going to Harvard, um, who made his name last year as a cornerback with eight interceptions, uh, he, he made his move over to the offensive side of the ball uh, back in week one and looked outstanding. Um, and then you got a, a new quarterback in Marcus Al- Alexander, who's looked really good. Over at Oak Park, obviously, Dewan Mathis, the Ohio State-bound field general. So tall. Justin so Rogers, the five-star uh, yeah. five blue game. chipper yeah. on, the, on the line offensively, but then defensively, we talked about it last week, yeah. has moved to a linebacker, playing middle linebacker, quarterback in that, that, that linebacking yeah. core for a guy that's you know, 6'5", 300 pounds. Yeah, uh, you don't see that kind of agility yeah. uh, n- normally from, from the big nasties. Because he so, doesn't look like he'd move that no, well. He no, he doesn't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he was going sideline to sideline like he was, uh, you know, uh, 6'2", 210. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, it should be exciting. I don't know what the the status of Toriano Richardson is uh, or uh, Oak Park starting tailback that was out in week one. But, you know, when you got a guy like Philip Stewart that can step in and run for 175 and a handful of touchdowns, you're you're in pretty good shape. They didn't lose much without Toriano. It was was clear that they were – on a mission last week, and and this is one of those things we talked earlier in the season about. This may be the season for Oak Park mm-hmm. to put all the pieces together. When you do that, you got to kind of take that week by week, and you can never have you know Groves is this would not be a tremendous upset if Groves won this, but these are the games you have to win. You have to win the ones that you should win, or the ones that are going to test you. And this is one of those things that Oak Park has got to continually get better and continue to just. Put notches on the belt. Yeah, and I'd they shared they shared a league title last year. Groves, right. Oak Park, and Harrison all shared the OAA White. Correct. Um, so you know it's a, it's a battle of uh, defending league champs. And historically, Greg Carter's teams want to run the ball. He loves his quarterbacks mm-hmm. running the ball. He likes big quarterbacks running the ball. Uh, but again, likes likes kind of the scat back. Uh, style. There's one at Tennessee, right? That's still well. No, Johnny's uh, Johnny okay. Kelly, who's actually Toriano Richardson's <laughs> brother. Uh, Johnny Kelly's in the NFL now. That's right. He's so he, got dra- he got drafted. Uh, Redskins, okay. possibly Rams. So. Right. Well, but again, Johnny Kelly very much like what he has in his backfield now. And he was an All SEC yeah. running back, and just you know the, the definition of, of of power and speed combination. Yeah. Johnny the Machine Gun Kelly. Well, and this is it, Matt. Like the you said, machine. this is this is you have to take it week by week type of situation because week one is that situation that I think every coach loves that when you can have a teachable moment in a win. Everybody wins, and and that was you know Lauren. We were there. They yeah. they looked like they were going to run away, and then all yeah. of a sudden that lead dissipated, yeah. and they got it back. They controlled. Make yeah. no mistake about it. Yeah. They were the better team. Yeah. But that, that's a good learning moment, one that is probably going to help them out in the long run too. Yep, no question about it. All right, we're going to go down rivers. Should be a good matchup. Ra- Johnny Galley's with the Rams. Okay, okay. good. Thank you. Thank you. And it was an R team. Yes, and Red of course. Rams. Yeah, you're always going to get a true crime nickname when you can <laughs> in Machine Gun Kelly there. So if you miss that, uh, he lets it. Let's it fly with the best of them. Uh, again, we go, we're going to go downriver now. Uh, should be a good game. Wyandotte and Woodhaven getting together. Wyandotte has been, for the most part, the class of the uh, conference for uh, several years. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, again, whether 
Taylor was giving them any sort of a, a unified Taylor High School now. There's no more Truman and Kennedy. It's right. one. Uh, didn't matter. 56 to 6 was the end result of that one. But Woodhaven, Woodhaven beating Carlson uh, week one is a good win. They put up 49 points. Uh, Carlson has had a lot of great athletes over the last few years, including a Mr. Football candidate um, last year. And uh, what was it, Jalen? Uh, uh, he went to Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I, can't his remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I want to say Kennedy, but Jalen something. Anyway, he had he was great, and you know who it is. Uh, so, what do we think about this one? Two teams want to know. Matt, uh, this is one of those where obviously you know, with, like you said, with with Carlson giving a test to Woodhaven, Wyandotte we're not real sure about because obviously you know you play one of those teams that unifies, and those always have some problems meshing early on, and obviously with a lopsided score. But this is going to be one of those that this kind of sets the table for who is in the driver's seat for yeah. the rest of the way. And if you win one of those early and you put yourself in a position to be the leader. That's putting money in the bank. I mean, that's that's one of those things. And, and when you get the, you know, the the matchup between the two favorites, I guess, yeah. so to speak, in, in a conference this early on, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to build the drama. Certainly, but it, when you are the one that wins that game, that there's a lot to be said for having that early lead in the conference race. And Woodhaven's got to be feeling good about themselves. So the one thing, and, and you guys know this, going to games down there is is, is a cool experience. Yes. It really is. Okay. There's, I, I don't. I've always felt that there's there's just a little something extra in the air. And I think Woodhaven's going to be that. I mean, I I, I think you know we're going to be looking at this since, like you said, I, how much did we learn in, in week one? You know, you get a fifty point win and a, and a fourteen point win. We're going to be looking at this one with some intrigue to see if it writes the story the rest of the way. Yeah. Jalen Franklin. Franklin. I know. <laughs> we both. <laughs> had to look it up, so he was a Mr. Football candidate. I can't believe I didn't think of his name. And he was uh, a jack of all uh, trades. He did everything. He and did. now Ian Stewart over at Carlson right. has kind of taken his place as a guy that can uh, play wide receiver, he can play running back, he can play linebacker, he can yeah. play safety, he can mm-hmm. play quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, who I really, just a shout out, yeah, out for, for, the, for the Bears and, and Ron Adams, um, you know, sophomore quarterback Jalen Pitchford. This is a kid that's going to be a star, uh, and uh, I think he is someone to really look for the, over these next couple years. What's his first name? Uh, Jalen Pitchford, uh, and he he's a dual threat quarterback, <laughs> and you know he's, he's he's got a big arm and and, and he's got wheels. Yeah. So uh, it'll be exciting to see his progress over the next couple. Well, of years. one of the things, and Tom Markowski and I had this conversation for a long time, is the fact that the Downriver League does not play anybody outside of their mm-hmm. league. So when they get into the playoffs, more often than not, they'll usually have to play one of their own in the district. So that'll be a second time. Some, you know, and uh, oftentimes they don't get much further outside of that. So you know, the the question is, you know, you want the division to be strong. Um, you know, I know Trenton is better this year as well. So Trent looked really good yeah. down at the uh, PKC. Uh, they got a quarterback, Jay Solano, right. that uh, you know threw for two thousand last year and, and threw for over three hundred. And Allen uh, Park is always you know a team that you know historically has been great. It's made it to as far as the state final. So uh, you know we want this division to be good since they don't play anybody outside, and that was kind of the bugaboo that we uh, always felt. But uh, we'll see what happens in that one. Let's go back to the OAA West Bloomfield and Clarkston getting together. This is a rematch of the 2017 Division One State Championship with a, game. with a baseball score yes, of three right? to two. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, really awful. It's a strange, uh, from a fan's strange perspective game because we just were looking forward to this shootout 
that we didn't get. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. It was a huge, week. and it was a huge upset. It was. Both teams are one and zero coming into this one. You saw Clarkston, yep. uh, West Bloomfield was able to uh, pull out a pretty good. Um, you Pulled know, away in the second half from Groves. Yep, exactly. And so, uh, what are we uh, expecting to see in this one? Well, I don't know if it'll be a baseball score. It may be a high-scoring baseball score. I mean, that's what Clarkston's going to have. Right. Mm-hmm. That Ideally, if Kurt Richardson could script out his season, he would have every game be four or five points. Yeah. You know, kind of like last week, 12-9, yeah, like right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and he's going to pound the ball. And, and I think both of these teams working in new quarterbacks, you know, he, you kind of got to see a little bit of them, and they got to get their feet wet. But I don't think either of them really had to do as much as maybe they'll they may have to do in this game to kind of take the the load on their shoulders. I mean, certainly Jake Jensen did a lot of handing off as he will for most of the season. But it, this is really going to be a test, I think, of those two quarterbacks for the first time that, to see which can kind of make the plays that makes the difference in this game, so to speak. Well, if you're Ron Bellamy, you've circled this date a long time ago when you saw the schedule like come the, out. Like the day yes, after the, day the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah. And he sat his playmakers down, i.e. Trey Mosley and those, and said, guys... You know, you're going to remember that state championship loss for the rest of your life. There's nothing you could say about it. You were disappointed. I was disappointed. And, um, you know, you can only learn from that and help you grow as a human being. All the life lessons that we learned. But you've got a chance in this game to make an emphatic statement that our offense is not going to be stymied by what they they are not going to dictate what we do on offense. They're going to have Which to Which is react. exactly what happened yep. in the exactly. state finals. Yep. So I got to imagine that West Bloomfield has got a package that they've had sh- just waiting for this, whether they even use it the rest of the year, um, to do whatever they can to uh, really uh, put points on the board and show that they've come to play two things how great is it that we get a matchup of this magnitude as you said we're not yeah. even in september yet <laughs> yeah. i mean this is this is lovely second thing they hear everything that we're saying sure. the fans are saying sure. matt like you said if you were a betting man you know if you were a betting man you take the under 20 on this yeah. You, yeah. you know what i mean they've heard all that lauren i think you make an astute point some kind of trickeration yeah. something to get those horses going. And they've got the horses. They've yes. got those talent players. Yes. I, I think there's going to be a wrinkle or four well, out of the Lakers in this I one. I can tell you right now the Clarkson fans are saying, why do you got us at nine? We're the state champions. What do you you know what I mean? So we've already got that because we definitely get it in basketball. That's for sure when we had Skyline number one for most of the year. And they've, they're still rubbing that one in. Um, but so, all that matters is what happens exactly. at the, you know, the yeah, last I'm game of the season. These aren't the teams saying this. These are the community because these are strong communities who love – uh, their football, and I think what the Lakers, the the West Bloomfield faithful, uh, are just really they we, they've kind of they've been kind of uh, tossed around a little bit over the last few years. You know, put up, you know, Tristan Jackson, and we're gonna do this, and then they've kind of well, they've they've now developed. they've gotten to the mountaintop. Now yeah. they just gotta get over it. I mean, before Ron Bellamy got there, yeah. West Bloomfield to say they were an, a, an afterthought, it was kind of an, uh, an oh an yeah, they were a, they were not a thought. Yeah, yeah. they were not they, they were someone. Uh, they were a program that had only made the yeah. playoffs two straight years, yeah. and the idea of contending for state championships was you know uh, couldn't have been further from the Foreign minds concept, of anyone involved yeah. with that program. Uh, or pundits that were covering that program. Um, now they're in a position where they're a team that has a target on their back every year. They're a team that uh, is always going to have college-level talent on both sides of the ball. They have a coach in Ron Bellamy who you know played at Michigan, played in the NFL, and um, you know the expectation level is 
always going to be very high. That's the way they want it. Uh, Coach Bellamy said to me, you know, I went from a point where when I got to this program, if we lose a game, you know, the kids would be thinking about, okay, where's the party? Mm-hmm. You know, where are we going uh, tonight? Now we lose a game and I got kids, you know, crying in the locker room and, 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 and in some cases inconsolable, like uh, in, in the state championship game. Yeah, oh, yeah. So – you know, you, you just adjust, and 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 it's a and it's a pro, it's it's a progression. It's it's taking steps towards being able to fulfill those expectations, and uh, you know. Well, where do you feel the next step is now? Are they the next ready step to, is they, they you know they, the, the next step is making it to the state championship and, and winning a state title, right. and uh, you know with the kind of talent they have across the board, you know the, those are what the expectations should be. Well, when you have players, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight players are going to play. <laughs> Power conference football. Exactly. We're not talking about Division One football. We're not talking about playing in the MAC. We're talking about playing in the Big Ten, yeah. playing the SEC, playing in the Big Twelve, playing the ACC. That's right. And, and they've got a football coach who did play big yeah. time Power Five football. So. so you know they got a new quarterback in CJ Harris, um, kind of getting his footing uh, in Week One. They got a sophomore tailback in Donovan Edwards that is just about to blow up. Had three touchdowns uh, in that Week One uh, victory. Already has a Michigan offer. Uh, Trey Mosley, we know about yeah. the wide receiver going to Michigan State. Tyrone Broden across the uh, way from him on the other side, another split end who didn't take many snaps last year. All of a sudden, great offseason, has 10-11 uh, uh, Division One offers. And then you go to the other side of the ball, maybe the best linebacking core we've seen in a decade, if not more, when you're talking about Lance Dixon, the All-American, going to Penn State. Cornell Wheeler, he um, had a great game the middle week. linebacker who's just a tackling machine and uh, you know has ha, has a, a, a slew of offers. And then Makari Page, who plays kind of a safety outside linebacker hybrid. And so does Lance Dixon. They they run that uh, that Viper. Yeah. And Dixon and Page kind of split split that role. So when when you have three playmakers in the middle of your defense like that. Um, you know, the expectation yeah. should be absolutely. Ford Field or bust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've got West Bloomfield ranked number five. Let's go over to Orchard Lake St. Mary's as they travel to East Kenwood. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, usually in the first couple of weeks, not afraid to go to the west side of the state. Uh, I remember a few years ago, that was probably more than a few years ago, and I think it was 10 years ago, but it was uh, they went to take on Peter Sturzman's East Grand Rapids Pioneers. There was uh, a period of time, one. I think there was a period of time when they went like three straight yeah. years to yeah. open with East Grand Rapids. Absolutely. Four straight and, years. Uh, and it was great because they've had some unbelievable state finals. Well, they they had the, the greatest the, ever yeah, in the, the, five, the five overtime. overtime yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, Orchard Lake lost to Dakota. No shame in that. 20, they play 24. tough. They yeah. play tough, though. Yeah, two, uh, two lead changes in the last three minutes, yeah. I yeah. think. They had a chance. Right. I was expecting yeah. Dakota yeah. to win that game by two touchdowns. And nobody's talking about the Eaglets this year, no. so uh, I'm sure that's exactly where they want to be. Uh, East Kentwood lost to Mona Shores. Again, Muskegon Mona Shores came out and played a really, really good game, 148-38, yeah. but they put up 38 points. Yeah. Obviously, we know the talent that East Kentwood has on in the, the line, trenches. On the line. Yes, it's, uh, it's huge. Um, so this is going to be very interesting. They're going to want to get back on the winning track. Orchard Lake Samaries, again, not afraid to go on the road and punch in, you know, uh, you know, clash with the best of them. Um, so this is an intriguing matchup. I've seen Orchard Lake St. Mary's play these kind of schedules for a few years now. And, and you know what? It's the old adage, they're better once the Catholic League play starts. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen them progress many times over the past Because of their years. early competition. And to me, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I see. Because yeah. I, I remember, I, I think it was a couple of years ago, I saw them one time early in the year, and you're like, oh, my goodness. This, yeah. this, this is really. And then by the end. 
what happened to this team? Yeah. You know, I mean, really, right. it's it's We're a situation like this. This is a good game for both of these teams because I think they're two teams that they're not going to be panic-stricken. Oh, no, what are we going to do if we fall to 0-2? Yeah. But with that being, nobody wants to be no. 0-2. So that's right. what makes this a, an intriguing match. Yeah. George Port's still there, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I, I always wait for, like, the day I hear George Port's not there. He's one of those guys that, he's on, unlike he's not the on, Max and the Fracassas, right. though, Port's still there. He's just not on the bench uh, on the basketball team anymore, right. which exactly. he led for 20-plus right, years. Right. He's and, just, and won a state championship. Yes. And he won a state championship as a lacrosse head coach. Yeah. Right. So three, exactly. three, uh, three sports, three state titles, yes, exactly. well, multiple state titles in football. Exactly. Um, but you know, we talked about it, I believe, on uh, last week's uh, episode when we're talking about the Catholic League Central. It's one of the only conferences where a team can be five and four, get in the playoffs, and have a legitimate chance Absolutely. at raising a banner. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's uh, the only conference. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Orchard Lake did that a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they w- entered five and four yeah. mm-hmm. last year. Um, uh, Catholic Central entered at at, at five five hundred yeah. or five and four and yeah. went to the semifinals. Yeah. There was a four and four year one year. I remember one of Rice's yeah. three yeah. peat state championships yep. was a, a yep. five and four team, I believe, yep. or a, a six and three team yeah. that that went in there and won a state title. So, sure. uh, you know, you, you don't you know for bang for your buck, you don't get much better than the Catholic League Central. Uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's right now, like you said, they're breaking in a lot of new talent, um, replacing guys like Caden Priestcorn and Kyron Cunningham that led them to that last state championship a couple years ago, yeah. and uh, you know those those playmakers that that, that, that uh, are, are stepping in for them look pretty good in week one. Um, Josh McCarty, Cam Arnold, uh, and then under center they they brought in a wide receiver from last year. I'm going to butcher his name, Anthony. And Chukwu and and yeah. Chukwu, no, yeah. I apologize, yeah, yeah, Anthony. Yeah, exactly. But uh, really good wide receiver last year. Send us the phonetics, please. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a junior, at, very athletic, about six two. Um, you know, he, he can run it, but he also showed that his ability to throw it last week. So uh, it, you know, it will be interesting them heading over to the east side of the state. Absolutely, and uh, on the other side again, Logan Brown and Maisie Smith. You know. Um, fantastic. Not to think, not to, not to mention man. the juniors in Bryce Mostella and Dallas Fincher. Well, and we said it last week that that just like West Bloomfield's linebacking core is kind of a once in an every ten year type thing, you know the that line that lineman line, yeah. uh, unit yeah. for for East Kentwood is, is generational. Yeah. Well, I just I think both of them are. Like we mentioned earlier they're coming off losses that maybe they thought they should have won or could have won, and for East Kentwood we've talked about those lines. There's got to be a point of pride where somebody else took the ball and basically shoved it down their throat like Mona Shores did. Yeah. And, and with St. Mary's, we've talked about their tradition. Everybody knows who they are. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're coming off their first losing season, I think, since 08. Yeah, it, it, it's it, been a while. Yeah. And they want to erase the sting of that as quickly as they can. And I think they had a legitimate chance last week. And, you know, now they, now they go on to another winnable game. But you're not going to win every single Catholic League game you have. So if they want to have you know, a winning season and back into the playoffs, they're going to have to start piling up at least one or two wins yep. here outside of the league. All right, well, we've got a few more we want to get to here before we get to our first timeout. Uh, so we'll kind of uh, speed it up here a little bit. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, uh, they beat Muskegon Heights. Not sure what, how much you can put in that, but they are the state champs. 42-14 to 14 is a thumping. But Celine hung and, in with Chip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Celine fell to Chip Valley. We've got Celine ranked 19th in the state right now. Uh, 31-26 to 26 was the final in their loss. Celine, obviously a program that uh, is 
always right there, mm-hmm. and, and it, you can say that now. It's been a long, it's been a decade pr- yeah. almost that that Coach, Coach Palka, that, yeah, definitely his era. They were uh, up thirteen nothing in that game, even I think. All right, yeah. so what do we think here? We've got uh, Central, you know, scheduling a good game coming out here to take on Celine. Uh, do you think that uh, Celine has a chance in this one? Of course, they have a chance. They're 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 they're, they're the home team. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you always like when you see. Uh, you know, teams from different parts of the state matching up Love early it. in the year. So you got you know the Grand Rapids area coming into Ann Arbor area. Um, you know, I, I, it's a toss-up in my opinion. I mean, I, I don't I don't really see either one of these teams being uh, a, a go-away favorite. That's a good loss. I, I mean, I, I know coaches hate to hear that, but we right. we in the media we reserve the right to say it. I think that's a good loss last week. And 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 Celine, that's a build. You know, I don't want to say teachable moment because it happened in a loss, but that's a, a building block and. They know what GRCC is all about, and I, I wouldn't be stunned if Celine won this game. Would you guys? No, I, not, no, a, not at all. No. Well, we'll do our predictions here in a little bit. Okay. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where I fall in in those. Uh, I've been doing pretty well lately. He's so. yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, so, I'm gonna wait right. for you to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, we've got uh, number fourteen Granville again. Talk about a good loss. Really gave Clarkson all they could handle. Lost at the Big House twelve nine. They are coming to uh, Wayne State. Two to, good uh, losses. You know, if you to want to start talking about war. good losses, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two teams that had good losses yes. last, in a- Week One. Absolutely, De La Salle fell to Muskegon thirty-six to one. I have a feeling De La Salle is going to come out and really just be fired up for this one at home. Uh, so um, I think they're going to give Granville all they can handle. I think this is going to be the game that uh, is not as close as maybe it would be on paper. But what do you guys think? Well, in, in the one part of the game for the Granville defense sincerely did not get tested last week was the pass defense. And with De Al having a good passing game, I mean, you might see some long passes to DeBerry this week, but you didn't see that kind of attack last week that they had to. So, I mean, really it's an unknown of whether or not they'll be able to handle that. But I think this, this will certainly be a more wide-open game. They would like to play more the Clarkston style. You know, they run the wing where they've got the, the handoffs going in all different directions. But I think they would like to keep it close to the best, whether or not De La Salle allows them to stay that way. It just depends, I guess, uh, on how that early chunk of the game goes. And you mentioned Josh DeBerry, and he got behind the Muskegon secondary yeah. several, times several times in the last game yeah. and had a couple of nice long touchdowns. I think you're right. They're going to air it out, and yeah. they're going to say, all right, Granville, uh, go and get it because sure. uh, Josh is uh, a really they, nice playmaker. They can run it, too, with yeah. Jacob Dobbs, sure. who's a yeah. great linebacker, um, but he's also uh, one of their top uh, uh, rushers. Mm-hmm. And they got Danny Matowski, who's going to Central Michigan, you know, that road grader um, clearing the path. So. Yeah. All right, we got one final one we want to make sure we get to. Of course, this is, you know, I would say the game in the, the state. Premier game yes, for week two. Yes, no doubt about it. We've got Martin Luther King. We've got him ranked third, taking on number four, Muskegon. Obviously, uh, those who were at the PKC saw uh, King really do a number on East St. Louis. Again, you know, if, if you're not familiar with East St. Louis, they're one of Illinois' power teams. So, uh for second year, in the a most row. friendly hosts, right? They, yeah, uh, sent them back uh, to across the border to Illinois with, uh, uh, you know, with some bitter feelings. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, King still gave up thirty-eight points in that to win. They just put up fifty-two. So, uh, at what point, you know, how much you can take away from that, we shall see. Again, East St. Louis is a good program. Muskegon, we know. We saw what Cameron Martinez was able to do once he got into the secondary in De La Salle, and he just made him uh, miss quite 
often. And, uh, and don't forget about on that defensive side of the ball, Alavante Wallace, their their linebacker, their kind of the quarterback of the middle of that defense for Muskegon. For Muskegon, yeah. And and he's a kid that um, I'm surprised isn't getting some more recruiting attention yeah. right now. He's got I think a handful of offers, right. uh, Division One offers. But in my opinion, you know, he he's a kid that's you know really under the radar in terms of uh, recruiting profile. And I think as the year goes on and that Muskegon defense builds momentum, you're going to see Alavante Wallace really uh, asserting himself and imposing his will. Well, you mentioned Cam Martinez breaking into the secondary and then using his speed to pull away from people. If there's one spot on that King defense that is maybe most impressive, you have four D1 players in right. the secondary, mm-hmm. led by, led Marvin, by Grant. Marvin Grant. Yeah. And if you set him up in a spy situation yeah. and you tell him you that's your guy yeah, right there, yeah. Who knows if that like maybe that. curtails a little bit of, oh, you know, maybe those 60-yard runs are 7-yard are runs, you know, and that yeah. makes a huge difference when, you know, if, if you can get into the secondary and pull away from people yeah. or if you can't. All right, I like it. we got, we got to wrap this up here. Let's do this. Let's do our predictions, and uh, let's get there. Let's start with the game we just talked about. We'll work our way backwards real quickly as we head, head to break. King Muskegon. I tell you what, uh, I really kind of went back and forth on this as I was really trying to think about it for a lot of what you said right. and a lot of what you said. I think Muskegon's defense is actually undervalued maybe a little bit at this point and think that, oh, yeah, Daquan Finn had, uh, you know, an amazing game of his life. Well, you know what? We've got a package that's prepared to deal with his running game. Do it again. Let's yeah, see if he yeah. can do it so, again. But when all is said and done, I really believe that uh, Detroit King is uh, the team to beat in this one. I think they will go into Muskegon and they will win. I'm with you there. I, I think the one difference right now, Cameron Martina, Martinez only had to throw one pass left. I yeah. think he's going to have to throw more than that Probably. this this week. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm going to go with Daquan Finn as well. I mean, that was just so breathtaking. I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah. You know, flip a coin, but I'll go with King. Yeah. In fact, I like what that, that Mona Shore score, that 48-38. That's where I'm looking at, at this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Muskegon. Okay. I mean, until further notice, until you get knocked off. I yeah. mean, they've got as much talent as most D1 sure. teams in this state, and they were impressive last week. Absolutely. I'm going to stick with King. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 34-31. I think it's going to be a close game. Okay. Um, I really think uh, uh, the X factor in this game is what Sean said. You know, Is Cam Martinez able to uh, drop back and, right. and, and, and exploit? When the run game's not working. Yeah, uh, and, and exploit a um, – uh, uh, seams in the in the in the in the, in the passing game. Wow, I love it. Eminem is the outlier on this one, so I like that. Uh, all right, uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central at Celine. I'm going to take Celine at home. I'm with you, Celine at home. Even though I talked to Catholic Central, no, and I I'm, like them. They're the state c- champs, c- and I like it. But I'm going to take Celine at home. This is another one of those streak games. I haven't yeah. lost in 21 straight. And I'm going to have. Grand Rapids Catholic Central winning number 22 in a row. Okay. I'll take GRCC okay. keeping the streak alive. All right, there you go. Orchard Lake St. Mary's at East Kentwood. Uh, this this one, I think, is going to be very close. Uh, but uh, I'm going to take East Kentwood at home just because they're at home. Uh, the home factor, that big line, I think they wear them down in a tight contest. I'll take the Falcons. I'm going to have to be contrarian again. <laughs> nice. Weekend. That's great. I love it. Go with St. Mary's. All right. Uh, I'm going to take East Kentwood and, and okay. you know, all due respect to George Port and Eagles Nation, I think this is going to be a, a, a two-score game. Mm. I think East Kentwood is going to win by at mm. least uh, okay. 10, 14, mm. 10, 14 points. We shall see. We'll play this on a loop if we're wrong. Uh, <laughs> West Bloomfield at Clarkson. I am not picking against Clarkson until they lose. So uh, I don't really care who's coming into their house. I'm taking Clarkson at home. How can you? I mean, really, but I'm still going to take West Bloomfield. Okay. I, I really am. I'm still going to take West Bloomfield. I, I, again, this has been circled. Yeah. This is eight months, and I, I'm going to take the Lakers. 
Yeah, I think the motivation factor for, for West Bloomfield is it's going to be too too difficult to overcome if you're Clarkston. And I think West Bloomfield is going to uh, slip out of town with a, a close, uh, a very close, closely contested victory. I'm going to say 28-24. Okay. Uh, Wyandotte at Woodhaven. Again, uh, in, this, in this case, I'm just going to go with Wyandotte, the team that I think really is uh, going to end up win that division and maybe go undefeated again, like they I think they did last year. Bears, yeah. Team Boy. Adams. Yeah. yeah. All right, Oak Park and Groves. This one in uh, Birmingham, uh, but uh, I'm gonna. When I looked at Oak Park and, and the way that uh, uh, they were able to kind of take, uh, like Sean had mentioned, the fact that uh, they went up, and then kind of lost their way for a while, and then got it back. I'm gonna take Oak Park pulling away late. This is a good Oak Park team. I, I think they're going to fulfill maybe the destiny that people felt that they should have fulfilled the last few years. I'll take Oak Park. Yeah, I'm going to go Oak Park as well. Oak Park wins on a last-second touchdown. Uh, Dwan Mathis to Malik Carr, who had a, a, a quiet game in Week 1, who I think is going to have a breakout game in Week 2. All right, Livonia Churchill and Belleville. This is our main event. Um, I like this matchup. I think Churchill could very well surprise them. And... Uh, Again, until I see Belleville and this version of Belleville, uh, it's going to be, um, uh, I think I'll know more once I can watch them play, but I'm taking Belleville um, because uh, I think maybe perhaps, like you said, um, you know, as far as uh, what's going on with Oak Park and they're making their next, I think this is, is Belleville's turn. Like you said, it's now or never, and these are the games you got to win. Um, so I'm going to take Belleville, although I, show I think, me time. But I, yeah. but you know, they won last week at the last second. I don't think it's going to be quite like that. Um, but I think it will be within ten. Uh, Tigers at home. I, I I like the Tigers at home. Churchill. This is a great opportunity for them, though. Yeah. I mean, this is really a golden opportunity. Can you imagine knocking off these two teams back to back? I just don't think it's going to happen at Belleville. I have uh, Belleville number two in the state. Yes, number I one know in this did. game. Yeah, okay. Uh, number one in your heart. I'm gonna go up down. I'm gonna go up down theory on this one. Um, even though Belleville won, I would say that was a down game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Churchill was very up. Yeah, when they yeah, upset yeah. Canton. Okay. So I'm gonna go the other way around. Belleville's gonna win this game. I think by ten points. Okay. There you go. All right. Finally, then Lakeland and Warren Mott. We talked about this one at the top of the broadcast. Uh, again, Warren Mott, Waterford Mott. Excuse me. <laughs> I had Warren Mott on my notes. Uh, so there are two Motts in this area. Uh, Lakeland, Waterford Mott. Uh, I think it's um, uh, it. I'm going to take Waterford Mott in this game. I'm going to take Mott too. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game, Here, but yeah. uh, Mott, uh, that home field advantage is going to uh, is going to be the difference. I'm going to take Mott as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're uh, we're. I think it's going to be a nice. Was con- that the only one we were in full consensus? <laughs> I think It's going to be a nice yeah. contrast of styles. All right. Uh, yep. the, the smash mouth attack by Lakeland and the more kind of free freewheeling finesse attack yep. of, of of Mott. All right. For, well, thanks for hanging we in there. I don't think we did Granville Dale South. You know what? I don't. You're right. I don't think we did. You're right. Good. Thank you. Number 14, yeah. Granville at uh, De La Salle. We've got De La Salle, what, seven, four, five, four? Uh, I, I didn't four, put it five. on here. Yeah, four. in the middle. Yeah, okay. Um, well, Kings, three. Muskegon's four. I bet they're five. Seven, maybe. Seven. Because okay. Oak Park, six. Okay. Blimpo all right. Five. It's all right. You know, whatever it is. It's going to change after this week. <laughs> yeah, I have a right. feeling. Um, Granville, De La Salle. Uh, I'm going De La Salle. De La Salle without question. Pilots. 
I'm going to go to yeah. USL. That, that Wayne State Adamsfield yeah. mojo gonna nice. is going to yes. pay dividends. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, remember you can watch a lot of these games on our, our uh, television show, State Champs. Check it out Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. We are going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, it is time for the recruit report. We're going to move Allen up in the schedule. We're going to talk to him next. We've got a handful of guys, including some of the ones we kind of already have alluded to and, and teams that are having big games this weekend. So stick around. The recruit report is next. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Today, we'd like to talk to you about football rules changes for the upcoming season. The biggest rules change in high school football across the country this year involved player safety. When any required player equipment is missing or worn improperly, an official's timeout shall be declared and the player must come out of the game for at least one down. This includes players not wearing knee or thigh pads or rolling their pants above the knees and equipment such as shoulder pads or back pads being exposed. The other change continues to hone the definition of a defenseless player, this time affecting the quarterback once he's thrown the ball and becomes a passer. Until that time, he's defined as a runner, and as a passer, he continues to be defenseless until the pass ends or he moves to participate in the play. The penalty for hitting a defenseless player is 15 yards. For more information about football, please visit the MHSAA website. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? In in the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! All right, welcome back to the football forecast. Every week on the show, we have the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. I'm Lauren. This is Sean. That's Matt. This is Scott. And the guy on your screen in the corner there with the very nice state champs backdrop is Alan True of 24-7 Sports. What's up, Alan? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Best in the biz. Yeah, man. We we, we love having you here. In fact, that was funny. I was talking with uh, uh, Steve over there in Indiana, Will Fong, your associate, and uh, he talks very highly of you. He's like, I will never be as good as uh, Alan True. I go, well, you know, it's hard to uh, to knock down the king. He's the king. So, uh, but. Uh, I know, I know. Well, you know what? We appreciate what you do, Al, because, you know, for so many guys out there who, you know, follow recruiting but don't realize the, you know, I mean, I'm, Steve was telling me he writes 100 stories a week. You know, when it comes to recruiting, so I mean, you Alan guys... has to cover the entire Midwest. He yeah. has to, be, you know, have his finger on the pulse of what five, six states. I, even, I, 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 just I just took over Missouri. Missouri. So, wow! <laughs> right, right. So, all right. So he's not getting a lot of sleep. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, brother. So let's get into uh, some some happenings right now, some guys. Uh, Jalen Graham, tell us what's up with Jalen. Yeah, we yeah, talked we about Darius Robinson last week. Jalen's kind of the other top senior that's still hanging on out there that's uncommitted right now. Uh, he said last week that he was still looking at making some official visits. And I was like, I was waiting to get one for Duke. get one for not until December. He's going to take another official to produce before then. Um, I like the Boilers right now. But the Cyclones are right there. He's still looking at Missouri, Kentucky, and Minnesota as well. But if I had to guess, I think my educated guess is that it'll come down to Iowa State or Purdue. And just to clarify, he, he's being recruited at the college level as a safety, right? Yes, he is. And he, he started out as a quarterback at Country Day, and he's playing quarterback for Cass now. But I think, you know, with that size and his speed and his ability, safety is going to be this, maybe even outside linebacker at some point. That's a big kid. And you saw him last week. Didn't have to do a ton in that game against River Rouge, but you saw some of the glimpses of that physicality and that speed that, that schools like him as. Maybe even a hybrid kind of guy, that Viper that Michigan plays the rover that a lot of schools have. Now, I think that's what Jalen might be. All right, I lied. Actually, Alan is coming to us from the surface of the moon. <laughs> so if we do get a few solar flares that jump into the conversation, it's all good. We're just going to we're just gonna go with it. Uh, Alan, uh, Devil Washington's a guy that uh, we had in our top ten in our Mr. Football race, which we're going to talk about next. Uh, we pulled him off just for now because Cameron Martinez just went so crazy uh, last week. But again, the Bay City Central wide receiver has got, I'm sure, uh, a lot going on in terms of recruiting. Well, all of a sudden this summer he went from having a couple offers to, you know, all of a sudden he had Michigan, he had Notre Dame, he had Ohio State. Uh, he's He's, he's a big-time prospect now, and they're going to play Mona Shores this week. I'm going to be at that game, interested to see how he does against a really good team there. He's going to visit Ohio State. I think it's going to come down to probably Ohio State uh, and Michigan, although uh, Charles Rogers is his uncle, so I think Michigan State's still in that picture as well. Right on. Uh, Will Johns, are you, I will say that you stumped uh, Bernie here. I consider myself a recruiting guru, and I did not know who Will Johns was. Right, but we quickly looked him up and realized he was the Brighton quarterback who turned some heads. Yeah, don't, don't feel bad about him. I think a lot of people knew who he was going into last week. Brighton or Belleville certainly knows who he is now. They raved about him, uh, and they went as far as when I saw those guys this week to show me some film of him running right past the defense that has a bunch of D1 guys on it. So six foot three plus, 195 pounds, can really run. Um, got a couple offers, Olivet, Nazarene, and Butler, but I think the thought is that he can be more than that. A couple of Mac schools have started to reach out. There was a kid from up in Petoskey a few years ago named Joel Wilson that ended up signing with Central Michigan late in the process as a quarterback athlete kind of guy. I think Will is very, very similar. If he can't play quarterback at the next level, which I think he can, but if he can't, six foot three, 195, that fast, he could play linebacker, he could play tight end, but that Belleville game certainly put him on the map, and we'll see what he does the rest of the year here. He could be one of the big risers this season. Well, yeah, well, again, uh, you know, I think uh, Brighton might just be one of those teams that uh, we're talking about as as we get to the end, just based on what they did last week. So uh, we'll wrap it up, and you've got to help us here. We, we're wondering, is it like it says? Is it sincere dent? Sincere dent, that's what it is. I think the joke last week was that he put a sincere dent in East Kentwood. Oh, I saw him last year. He was a good player last year, but obviously it's going to turn some heads when you do that in week one against a team like Mona Shores. Picked up a fair State offer on the heels of that performance. Tony Anise obviously knows the Muskegon area very well. So came in and offered sincere. They rave about him over there. 
I think he's got a chance to pick up some more offers. It's not really a running back heavy state for recruiting this year. If you look around the state of Michigan, not a ton of running backs getting recruited. So I think there's a room for that. A guy like Sincere to have a big season. Obviously, it was a big loss for them to lose to Mari Roberson for the year. I think Sincere's going to step up in that place. They're going to be maybe more of a running team. And uh, he's, I'm going to be there this Thursday when he goes against DeVell Washington in Bay City Central. But I think that kid's going to have a huge year. He's kind of a sleeper right now, kind of like Will Johnson, I think, has a chance that by the end of the season, everybody's going to know his name. All right, good. Well, you can give us an update then uh, when we talk to you next time right here on The Forecast. Alan True, 24-7 Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Alan True, T-R-I-E-U. You won't regret it. So thank you so much for being here, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thanks, AT. Take care. See you soon. I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU Southfield Campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to DoughRazor.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back for the final segment here in this week's Week 2 Football Forecast. I'm Lauren Plant, joined by Sean Belizean, Matt Mowry, and Scott Bernstein. We just heard from Alan True uh, giving us our recruit report, and what we want to do now is get into our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. We, If you listened or watched the Extra Point podcast on Monday, we talked a lot about the performances out of Week 1 and what our guys did. Uh, we had to get together, and we felt, of course, we had to put Cameron Martinez into our top 10. Uh, there just was no way around it. Uh, he play, he deserves it. Uh, and, uh, in fact, uh, we had thought very, very uh, seriously about putting Austin Brown. I was campaigning hard I, for, and, and, for Austin Brown. And I but, was, too. You know. And here's what I want to say. That would have happened because we, again, um, you know, this this is how we do it. We kind of put our lists and we, we debate and all that. Uh, but you fans have a say in that. And you put the stop on that because you Walled Lake Western fans said, no, Sam Johnson needs to stay in this race. And uh, you believe in your guy. And, he's, you know, we taped this on Wednesdays. So uh, he already had about 1,000 lead um over uh jerry mangum so he is in so and i'm sure sam will bounce back absolutely he's a kid with a really good head on his shoulders and is just one of those kids that's always motivated to yeah. keep pushing and you know i think last week was an aberration yeah I, I agree with that so sam you are still in and wall lake western fans he is still in and again the leading vote getter can never be removed <laughs> 
from our competition, and that's kind of how we do it. So uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to Cameron. As I said in the piece before, Devil Washington is coming off as of right now. But again, this is a fluid competition. It's very much like the Heisman Trophy race, which, you know, you, you're, everyone's high about one guy being a, a Heisman candidate one week. The next week, he's completely off the list. So uh, we don't quite work it that way. We do have a watch list as well. I'm going to quickly read our top 10 and our watch list right now because, again, we have a couple of changes. Uh, our top 10 right now, Jaron Mangum from Cast Tech, the fine running back. Dwan Mathis, the quarterback out of Oak Park. Daquan Finn, the very fine quarterback out of Detroit King. Tate Halleck, who uh, had some big plays in the Forest Hill Central's first game. Uh, Roderick Hurd, the running back out of Farmington Hills Harrison. He had, I think, at least two scores. 150 yards. Yep, yep. Uh, Trey Mosley out of West Bloomfield is still in our list. He could be one of those guys that's on the bubble if he doesn't do something uh, big but time. When, you're, when you're a receiver, you're kind of at the mercy yeah, of your you quarterback yeah, situation. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what we get out of this week. Uh, Julian Barnett, we talked about him earlier in the show, the fine uh, cornerback, and uh, uh, he runs the ball too for Bell. No, he's a wide receiver. Wide receiver, yeah, okay. Uh, and he had a really good game in the in the first game. Jerome McKinney, who was really the playmaker for River Rouge, uh, if you happen to see any of the highlights against He Cass made me Tech. a believer, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at this kid as someone that he's going to Northern Illinois. I would not be shocked by right. signing day if he's headed yep. to the Big Ten. Yeah, had a touchdown uh, kickoff return. Had a 95-yarder call callback, but then he had a 55-yarder uh, from scrimmage that, uh, that yeah. counted. He set the record last year, right? He had, 12, he had, he had 12 returns. Yeah, yeah. Seven, unbelievable. Seven yeah. kickoff returns, six punts. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he had a... He had a, uh, a I can't count seven and five. Right. Yeah, seven yeah. and five. <laughs> he had a, a Panther escort on that fifty-five yard run, which yeah. was kind of fun. Cameron Martinez is now uh, in the mix mm. of Muskegon quarterback. Big test this week against De La Salle. So we'll mm -hmm. see. Uh, as we said, can he throw the ball if he has to? He only had to throw it one time last week. Uh, I think uh, you know the King defense is uh, going to uh, force him to do that. And again, they've got some very fine, fine uh, playmakers in the background. Sam Johnson, again, the quarterback, still in our watch list. Uh, Steve Walker, the Canton running back. Canton did lose the first week. He did have a good game. Yeah, sure did. Uh, and so uh, we'll see how that plays out. Jordan Anderson from Harper Woods, the running back, defensive back. I did not get stats on the game. They won very handily. Um, but uh, he's a guy that I it's think still, Bowling needs, Green. still needs to be on our watch list. Uh, Marvin Grant, uh, the aforementioned uh, safety at, at Detroit King. Going he to could, Purdue. Could have a huge game this week and really, uh, again, change the complexity of that game uh, against uh, Muskegon. So we'll see how he does. Austin Brown, again, he's right there. Uh, would have been in, definitely. We'll see. Who does Madison have this week? Do you know offhand? I do not. Uh, it's, Just kind it's, of throwing it's, it's, it out it's there. A it's a max school. Okay. I'm blanking on it right now. All right, so we'll see uh, if he continues again. He, what a, just a, talk about a monster performance. And it was only one and half. Yeah, uh, exactly. 130 through the air, 115 on the ground, yeah, and just had his way with center line. Just didn't stand a chance. Uh, and Keegan Kohler. Uh, who, Beast mode. Yes, who, you? <laughs> who was unbelievable It is first He's one game. of these guys that, you know, you were talking about how the list is fluid. This is a guy that wasn't on anyone's radar seven days ago yeah. and now, you know, could be on the cusp if uh, another couple performances like that, if not maybe just one more performance like that, jumping on into the top ten. And I didn't look who Catholic Central have scheduled. but They're we going across the uh, Ohio border to okay. play Lakewood St. Edward. Okay, well, there you go. They always have an out-of-state game. They always have to have several um, because a lot of times schools they play just Toledo don't Whitmer this, this yeah, year. Yeah, they just don't want to schedule them in a lot of cases. So, uh, you know, again, if they throw away that whole six-win-you're-in thing, it's going to change a lot of things. Um, I'm just – this is – 
my personal crusade. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, Keegan Kohler definitely deserves to be on the watch list. So that is our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football top 10 and watch list. You can vote for your guy right now at statechampsnetwork.com. Vote as often as you like. It's up there on our brand new redesigned website. Uh, and uh, you can, of course, then reach out to us if you think there are guys that need to be a part of this race. You can uh, tweet at us, of course. You can make comments on the Facebook page. You can email us on our contact page at statechampsnetwork.com because there's guys out there, quite frankly, that uh, we miss that fall through the cracks, and, and we want to check them out. And this race is for everyone. And remember this. This is not a senior award. Uh, this can go out to a freshman if he's dominating. Just like the Heisman. That's right. So uh, if there's a kid out there that's making hay and you want us to take a look at them, uh, we will do so. So we also want to mention that the Anvil Award, our first ever uh, lineman and linebacker award, this is for offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers. Uh, we just took them out of Mr. Football, felt they needed their own competition. We've done that. The uh, list is now live. Uh, and in fact, um, uh, Lance Dixon is doing quite well already in the voting. He had some Mr. Football voting that transferred over. He's got well over 1,000 already. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know the Berghorst uh, contingent out there in Zealand country is also voting uh, heavy for Adam, and that vote will come more. Uh, so we've got our list, the Anvil Award top 10 right now. Justin Rogers of Oak Park, the junior offensive guard we talked about. Logan Brown out of East Kentwood, the offensive tackle. He's a senior. Devontae Dobbs, Belleville senior, uh, the offensive tackle. Anthony Bradford, the senior offensive tackle from Muskegon. Lance Dixon, the senior outside linebacker from West Bloomfield. Carson Barnhart, the senior offensive tackle from Paw Paw. Michael Fetch Fletcher from Flint Carmen Ainsworth, fine defensive end, is a senior. Uh, Rook Orohoro. From uh, River Rouge. That a boy. Yeah, I think I got it. You know, he got he got hurt a little bit uh, in the cast tech game. Yeah, at, at PKC, I don't know if it, I, he I wasn't know if on it was the and he wasn't on the roster uh, that we got at, uh, for the media packet. Right, he wasn't. The, the PA announcer wasn't calling his name. We yeah. didn't know what number he was. Yeah, it was kind of it was, was kind of confusing. Yeah, I just know he was down on the field for quite a yeah. while. Um, but I think it was one of those things, first game cramps, cramps. kind of, you know, thing that happened. Maybe he got the wind, or I don't know. But it, he was acor hurt. according to the Horhoro camp, yes. his stats were, were, were pretty gaudy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it was hard to tell because yeah. we didn't know what number we were tracking sure. up in the uh, up in the box. Another defensive end out of uh, Zealand East, I mentioned Adam Burghorst, the senior and the senior linebacker from Chippewa Valley, Marcel Lewis, uh, who is all over the field and is uh, just somebody you got to really see. You want somebody you want to pay to see? Marcel Lewis is the guy you want to pay to see. Um, so on our watch list, uh, Rocco Spindler, who did not disappoint, the sophomore offensive tackle out of Clarkson. They were talking about beast mode, right? Mm -hmm. They were pushing people all over yeah. the field. Yeah, he's huge. And, of course, uh, Mark Spindler's son, so those who uh, remember him. Uh, out of uh, Canton. Sean remembers him. Oh, uh, yes, he does. radio partner. Yes, of course. Uh, partner. Yes, he was. Sure was. Uh, Darius Robinson, the senior defensive end out of Canton, still on our watch list. Uh, Port Huron Northern junior defensive end, Braden McGregor. Jacob Wahlberg, the inside linebacker out of Mona Shores, the senior. Uh, Maisie Smith out of East Kentwood, the uh, senior defensive lineman. That's what we have right now. I know we've got some other guys that uh, we're looking at. And... Um, um, that's kind of where we're at right now. So, again, if you've got linemen that you want to recommend, linebackers you want to recommend, send it to us on all the social media platforms or email us. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Finally, kind of, guys, as we finish up the podcast, uh, what are you really looking forward to the most this weekend? I'll start with you, Scott. Well, I kind of mentioned it a couple minutes ago, just the contrast in styles that I'm going to see next, uh, tomorrow with Lakeland and Waterford Mott going at it, um, you know, you're going to get three, four, five yards and a cloud of dust 
from 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 uh, Lakeland, and then from Water Vermont, you're going to get you know throwing the ball around the field, uh, running it up the gut with Marcus Guerrero on defense. You're going to have guys like Luciano Padini uh, uh, wrecking havoc. So I'm excited for that for that contrast. Are you calling a game this week? I'm not this okay, week. Okay, because uh, Wayne State. Yeah, we we will start with the Catholic League uh, next week, uh, doing the Catholic League games uh, next week. But I am really intrigued at two electrifying quarterbacks going up against two defenses that are probably going to have people specifically keyed on them. And, and of course, King and Muskegon. That's the one to me. You know, two guys that had such an unbelievable week one. Yeah. And and as you brought, I think you brought it up, Bernie. You're, you're going to have a hawk on both of those guys. Now, how are they going to respond? Quan Finn been there, done that. I guess you could say in his own way, Martinez has as well. But at this level, on this big stage, that's really intriguing to me. Sure. I think what's fun about the preseason, so to speak, before you get to league play, is having these intersectional matchups, like like Bernie talked about earlier, where you get a Grand Rapids Catholic Central coming to a Saline, and you know all the East Side schools going over the West yeah. Side, or vice versa. You get those where you get a chance to see a program that you might not see when you you know get into conference play, and you get to see some new people, new new players, new fight songs, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just fun when, when you get these you know, new matchups that don't occur all that often. And crisscrossing divisions, too. To see sure. Division yeah. 14 play yep, Division 3. Well, that's what I was going to say. Division 2 plays Division What's one. fun is that so oftentimes, you know, you'll get a Grand Rapids Catholic Central winning multiple stud titles and they'll go, well, that's Division 4. Right. Or West Catholic, well, that's Division 5. Uh, but, you know, when they come, if they come here and they beat Division 1, Celine, well, then they're going to say, you know what, uh, it's just football. And uh, we line up, and, and just because our enrollment is lower than yours doesn't make you a more dominant football program. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I think for me, there's a, you know, a couple things uh, that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, number one, if Granville should come to De La Salle and win that game, not only is it totally legitimized what's going on on the west side of the state. <laughs> it puts the back against the wall if you're yeah, the pilot. Absolutely. No the Catholic division, especially if, say, Orchard Lake goes and wins at East Kentwood. Uh, and, uh, you know, if Catholic Central, Detroit Catholic Central, again, playing an Ohio team that maybe is considered a really, really good team. I'm not, you know, I'm not, sure uh, well, not up Edward. to yeah where they're at. But, I know Cleveland St. Edwards. But winning at any Yeah, winning at Ohio in any case is usually a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Uh, it's going to really open that up. Uh, but again, the game, uh, our main event this week on, on State Champs, Belleville, uh, you know, a chance to host their first game. We've got them ranked number two. Livonia Churchill's coming in off a big win over Canton. Uh, this is going to be if Belleville uh, really plays to what's on paper and uh, shows the KLAA that, hey, you know, we've taken a punch and uh, we pulled it out and now we're ready to, to run it out. Um, it will be real interesting. So I want to see Belleville. I want to see how they how they bounce back and if they have a, a really good game uh, and really establish themselves as one of the premier teams uh, in the state. Because if it's lackluster, then I think they're going to fall even further in our rankings, even with a win. So we'll see. But uh, that's where we're at. And uh, we're going to be doing this all season long. We love it. And we're really fired up. There, week two, because it's also the opening college football weekend, is really one Love of the it. greatest weekends Love it. Uh, that there is. You, What's happening? So, Sean, for those you know, is, is the voice of Wayne State football. So what's up with uh, with Wayne State this week? Uh, Thursday night game. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that. On you the know, road? It, no, we're at home. We have okay. Walsh at home. So... Uh, it's outstanding, and you know what? It's 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 so fun for me. A lot of times on the weekend, you 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 get to be 
do the De La Salle game yeah. on a Friday and do the Wayne State game on a Saturday. Right, so right. what a never leave Adams Field. Yeah, twist my arm, right? Yeah, so yeah. no, it's this is and Lauren and I couldn't agree with you more. You're you're done with the NFL's version of fake football, and you're getting into the meat of the high school schedule and college football starting. Arguably the best sports weekend of the year. Yeah. Who's starting for Wayne State at quarterback? Uh, Dakota it, Cup? it is going to be Dakota. It is going to be Dakota. From the Waterford Mock Corsairs? Is, um, yes, yes it, it, it's going to be. That's going to be. We use the word fluid a lot. Yeah. That's going to be a fluid situation. I have a feeling it's going to be a fluid situation, but right now it's Dakota. You got two right. Oakland County super studs yeah. in Dakota Cup and, and uh, DJ Zazula has been Clarkston. a starter since a freshman. Yeah. Yes. I mean, think about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. And again, this is why I encourage you guys to not just follow college football, but follow local college football because you see a lot of these kids. And again, Lawrence Tech, their first game in oh, 70 awesome. years here. There's some local kids uh, that will be on that team. And definitely for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, who are a club program, but we're national champs not too long ago. Tons of local flavor awesome. on this. You get a chance to see these kids at the next level because we all know this. The jump from 18 to 20 in terms of your build and your, you know, your just, you know, your ability in a lot of cases, you're just a, you know, you're fine. You're a man. Yeah. And uh, it's fun to see these guys, you know, you know, bigger and and and, and better in a bigger, lot of cases, stronger, faster, smarter. Yes, yep. exactly, Absolutely. more mature in some cases. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and and this I assume will be because I, I think I'm right. I think his eligibility is done. This will be a Jason Fracasa less Walsh team. He yes. is no longer the quarterback <laughs> at that team because that would have been something else yeah. if we had yeah. uh, Jason coming in yep. to play that game. But yeah, his, his college career is over. Yeah. yeah, we saw him a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, set a few uh, records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll see if uh, if Alex Malzone is, is going to be starting for Miami of Ohio. The human highlight yes, zone. Yes, exactly. So there's a lot of good stuff. And one of the things I want us to do on Extra Point is talk about local performances. So we'll make yes. sure we do that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you on Monday.